0: These things may seem like very, very simple things. You just see it and it happens, but it really isn't. What we may see as an arc of colorful colors may not be so simple. In fact, this arc is connected to a lot of other stuff. And in fact, it may not even be an arc at all. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode, to today's episode of Victor Random, thanks you to Samaya, S-A-M-A-Y-A, sorry if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Today we are going to be talking about how rainbows are made and how you actually see rainbows because in fact, rainbows have something to do with why the sky is blue as well. It also has something to do with how things glow in the dark and how you, well, see Looks like this is going to be a jam-packed episode, so without further ado, let's get started. Hello everybody, today's quote of the week is, After the rain, there is always a rainbow. Unknown. know, it's a proverb that has been passed down over generations. Also, this year was a leap year, meaning that there is a 29th day of February. Fun fact, actually, that leap years happen every four years. Wow, you... Definitely didn't know that, but there's a catch. Leap years happen every four years, except for when the year divides by 100. So 2100 divided by four is a whole number. But because 2100 divides by 100, it's not a leap year. But then there's another catch. Because if the year divides by 400 as well as 100, then the 400 cancels out of the 100 and then it is a leap year. So the year 2000 divides by four, so yes, leap year. But then it doesn't divide by, well, then it does divide by 100, so no leap year. But then it does divide by 400, so leap year. (sighs) So, rainbows. How are rainbows made? So here I could give you a long answer or I could give you a short answer. Let's go with option number two. First, before we start on how rainbows are made, we need to understand how we actually see rainbows. This is because if we didn't have our eyes, we wouldn't be able to see a single thing. And even if we did have eyes without light, we wouldn't be able to see a single thing either. Now, what is light? Light is actually a funny thing. It isn't a physical thing. For example, the chair you're sitting on is a physical thing. However, light a physical thing. Physical things are made out of atoms. Light isn't made out of atoms. So it's not a physical thing, it's not a particle. Light is in fact a wave and it travels in a wave. When light is emitted, it travels in a wave. Now different lights have different wavelengths. A wavelength is the space between the waves that light travels in. These waves look like hills attached to each other. They go up, they go down, Then they curve back up and then back down, up, down, up, down, up, down. The differences in wavelengths mean a difference in color. Let us think of this as the waves in the ocean. The wave that light travels in has ups and downs, just like the waves in the ocean. The space between the waves in the ocean is what the wavelength is. Here, let's think about it another way. Scrunch up your fist, so put your hand into a fist and look at your knuckles. Where your knuckles go up is where the waves that light travels in goes up. Then they go down into the gap between your knuckles and then up and the down and then up and the down. Do you see the humps in your knuckles? That's the wave that light travels in. The wavelength would simply be the gap between the knuckles. The larger the gap, the bigger the wavelength, the longer the wavelength. Red, the color red, has the longest wavelength, around 625 nanometers. Orange has a shorter wavelength, around 600 nanometers. The yellow, green, blue, and then purple, which is 400 nanometers, and has the shortest wavelength. In fact, there are an unlimited number of combinations of wavelengths, just like there is an limited amount of colors. In fact, there are just about as many colors as they are nanometers. So there could be a 700 nanometers, a 550 nanometers, a 650 nanometers, a 320 nanometers, a 58 nanometers. The only thing with this thing is that our eyes can only see a certain spectrum of nanometers. So our waves, the amount of light that our eyes can see is between 350 and 700 nanometers. After that, we can't see it. When the waves travel in nano, in, with wavelengths of lengths that we cannot see, they are no longer light and they're actually something else. If you want to do further exploration, you can search up the electromagnetic spectrum. But that's a topic for another. We're here to talk about rainbows. Oh wait, but hold on. I forgot to tell you what a nanometer is. And a nanometer is basically a fancy way of writing meters both fancy and also very, very short. One nanometer is one trillionth of a meter, and it's really, really tiny. And I'm using the metric system because that is the system that scientists in the real world use. Oh, and nanometers are used primarily between the waves, the distance between the waves that the light travel, like before, 700 nanometers. Now, if we go back to the waves on the ocean, the distance between the waves will be the wavelength, remember? That distance between the waves can be 20 feet, 50 feet, or 500 feet. 500 feet means that the wavelength is larger, more distance. In light, it will be similar. 20 nanometers, 50 nanometers, 500 nanometers, which will be yellow. 600 nanometers, 354 nanometers, and so on. These are the colors. Now, what happens when we take all the wavelengths and combine them together? Well, we get White. After the break, we go on to Samaya's question. How are rainbows actually formed? Because now we know how we see the rainbows, how are they actually formed? Hello everybody and welcome to today's random fact. Beneath the surface of a very ordinary forest in Oregon lies a hidden giant something known as a honey fungus. People have named this honey fungus the humongous fungus. This simple organism is estimated to be 2,000 years old and is also the size of 2,600 football fields. That's 2,385 acres. But how can something just be this large? Well, in fact, it's not one mushroom. Imagine a network underground of thread-like filaments called mycelia. Similar to the roots of the tree, these mycelia weave through the soils and connect countless mushrooms, so many mushrooms, many, many small mushrooms. And this underground connection sort of forms like a web and is the hidden underground body of this enormous fungus. This complex web not only decomposes organic matter, but also forms symbiotic relationships with trees helping the trees access nutrients and water, which is very interesting and also very big. So, how does a rainbow form? Well, remember how the wavelengths of light determine its color? Well, these wavelengths can actually bounce off of things. For example, light, just pure white light, which contains all of the colors, hits a yellow object, the yellow of that exact wavelength gets reflected into your eye. All the other colors are absorbed into that yellow color image. So that's how you see the color yellow. A mirror will reflect all of the colors, which is why you see what you see on the other side of the mirror. But anyways, the point of the rainbow. A rainbow is formed when light from the sun Reaches your eyes. <laughs> but wait, 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 hold on. The light from the sun is white light and a rainbow is not white light. A rainbow is rainbow colors. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple. So how do we see those red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple colors? Where does the rainbow come from? Well, you see, light comes in white light, but white light is just all of the multitude of wavelengths mixed together. It's 700 nanometers, with 699 nanometers, with 688 nanometers, with 687 nanometers, so on and so forth. So, if we want to see that rainbow, what we'll want to do is we want to split the wavelengths apart. We want to take the red wavelength and we want to go, you go here, orange wavelength, you're second, yellow wavelength, you go third, and then we see all of the colors. And in fact, the way that we split up these wavelengths is by using a prism. This prism bends the wavelengths in a certain way such that they are spread out and we see everything. Perfect, let's just get a giant prism up in the sky to reflect the sunlight and presto rainbow. Yeah, that might be a problem. As you can see, we just have one tiny little problem. Where are we gonna find a prism as big as a rainbow? Rainbows are huge. They're gigantic! How are we gonna get a prism that big? Well, actually, you see, there is a solution and it has something to do with good old mother nature. Let me give you some clues. When do you see a rainbow? Any special weather conditions like the sun, the clouds, the rain, the hail, the green grass glowing, and third hint, what two ingredients have to be there for what, <coughs> I, or I mean, for a <coughs> no, sorry, sorry, what ingredients have to be there for a rainbow? Oh, okay, you know, I kind of gave it away there. Um, you need water and sun for a rainbow, which is why rainbows form, especially right after it rains. In fact, it's raining currently where I live, and I just saw a rainbow today and yesterday. So they're very majestic and very beautiful. So rain is that hidden prism. Because when it rains and when sunlight shines through, the sunlight will pass through the raindrops that are falling. And these raindrops will act as a prism. Each individual raindrop will act as a prism. And when the light shines through those raindrops, they will get bent or the fancy word is refracted, making a rainbow, right? The white light passes through the water droplet, which acts as a prism and splits apart, causing a rainbow. Oh, and the reason why you see the colors in that exact order is because of the amount of bending that happens to each wavelength. The wavelength, the red wavelength will be bent, say, a little bit more than the orange wavelength, thus ending up on top of the orange one. another easy way to think about this is, say you have a giant, thick steel rod if you ram it into a wall, it will be very, very hard to bend. It won't bend a lot. That's like the orange wavelength or the red wavelength. They're very long wavelengths. Each wave is very far apart from each other. Now, if you think about, say, your pencil, if you ram it into the wall with forks, Uh? not forks, but force, if you ram a pencil into a wall, with force, then it is more likely to bend, more likely to break than the giant steel, well, rod. So the pencil will bend more than the iron rod. So that's why purple, which has the waves very close together, will bend more. Now you might be wondering, Vikram, you just told me that I need two ingredients for a rainbow, rain and sun. Sometimes I see the sun and I see a rainbow, but where's the water? Well, you see, sometimes you actually can't see the rain when it's falling. Especially when it's just finished raining, there will be small, tiny, minuscule water droplets still in the air. These water droplets can act like the rain from the rain, and they can actually refract, being bend, the light in the same way that a raindrop would. Also, rainbows are usually at the opposite end of the sky as the sun. So just look in the opposite direction as the sun to spot a rainbow. And this means that the higher the sun is, the lower the rainbow will be, meaning that it might be harder to view the rainbow when the sun is higher up. Also, circles are actually full circles. They are not half circles, they're actually full circles. And the reason why we see them as half circles is because that the earth's ground is actually blocking our view. We cannot see that lower half because just of the horizon of the ground. Although if you do go into a plane that goes very, very high up into our atmosphere, you will see more of that rainbow. But yes, fun fact. And yes! That is how a rainbow is formed. And just before we end, I really quickly want to talk about the double rainbows. I know I'm kind of rambling on and on at this point, but I really don't want to leave your question unanswered. And double rainbows, how are they formed? Well, it's actually quite simple. When the sun's rays hit a raindrop, the light will get reflected by the raindrop, and then the light will exit the raindrop. This forms one rainbow. However, Sometimes the light will get reflected by the raindrop like usual, and then stay in the raindrop. It won't exit the raindrop, it'll stay in the raindrop. It'll then bounce off the raindrop a second time. And the second bounce causes the light to move in a different direction, which causes you to see a second rainbow, a double rainbow, plus this double bounce Causes the second rainbow to be in the reverse order of colors. And these double rainbows actually aren't really that uncommon. It's just really hard to see them. Because sometimes so little light will bounce twice in the water droplet that the second rainbow is just there, just very faint. Also, the sun might be too bright. And plus, a rainbow, in fact, is just an optical illusion that your eyes see. So you have to be standing in the perfect spot. And that's how You see those magnificent beings outside that we know to this day as rainbows. Hello everybody! Thank you to Samaya for asking this question. Very nice question and if you would like to ask your own question, don't feel hesitant. You can email me, I'll put the email down in the description, or I have a question and answer section in spotify you will have to be on a mobile app to do so and also on spotify Fortunately it's not available on all my other platforms um, but yes you can ask your question there and if i think it's worthy which i will 100% will i will answer it in the form of a podcast so ask away Follow-up questions to any podcast are also very, very welcome. Just ask the Q&A as a follow-up to a question, and I will add a sec- special listener's question in my podcast. So stay tuned. Credit! This episode was created and directed by Vikram Devaru. Script and cover art were created by Vikram Devaru using Hanva. Music was made on GarageBand. Thank you for listening. I'm actually recycling this ending music from one of my previous podcasts. I think it was my very first podcast. I love this music. So yeah. Happy first day of March, everyone. Did you say rabbit, rabbit? Rabbit. Thanks for listening to the very end. See you soon and stay tuned.